All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Catch you up here in just a second with our buddy uh, Jacob Hester. Of course, uh, national championship, uh, national champion football player at LSU. Played in the NFL for a handful of years. Now transitioned over to the media side of things. And doing a radio show out in Baton Rouge. Still working with the LSU football department. Doing uh well, doing some uh, pregame shows with CST, and guys kind of doing it all. I mean, he's uh, some guys, they get out of the league, and they just want to lay low. They just want to rest and relax. Not Jacob Hester. He wants to get out there and uh, and get after it, and um, guy's doing his thing in, in the media. And uh, going to be a busy week next week at SEC Media Days, getting started on Monday. Like, like we said, we'll be uh, out there doing the show all week from there. And join us now, our buddy Jacob Hester joins the show to touch on that. Jacob, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Just kind of waiting to see what this uh, this hurricane is going to do, like we always <laughs> do in the summertime in Louisiana, I guess. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, my flight leaves on Sunday. I'm like trying to figure out: do I need to move it earlier? Do I need to move it later? Like, what's going on here? But uh, I guess we're going to have to play by ear and see what happens. So uh, here's hoping uh, you and your family and everybody stay safe through this. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you heard it, but right there at the break, I played a little Sam Cooke coming into the segment because I know you're a big fan, so I had to uh, had to throw that in there. Yeah, everybody always talks hey, about you. Everybody should be a Sam Cooke fan, right? <laughs> everybody always talked about you in college, like the oh, he loves Elvis and all this. I was like, hey, show some love for Sam. His his love for Sam Cooke. Sam <laughs> Cooke was the man. Um, no man, but, I love the, I love all the oldies. You know that Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Elvis, Johnny Cash. I mean, Miles Davis. Let, let's let's go. Jake, I listened to some of like the top twenty music the other day on the radio. I had I felt so old. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> um, You're not alone. Hey, I just wanted to reflect on uh, some. You and I were at LSU at the same time uh, together, and um, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know if Flynn remembers this, but you guys played uh, intramural softball. We pl- we played intramural softball, and I remember our senior year, we got the like the schedule for the intramurals, and we were like, "Oh, week three, we play." FB, and we're like, well, what's FB? And we're like, wait, is that the football team that we're having to play in intramurals? <laughs> and sure enough, it was. And so that week, like leading up to our game, all our all my buddies were like, man, we're gonna get killed, and just like everybody's just like doubting themselves and all this. So I had to instill a little confidence. I was like, hey guys, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna kick their butt. And I even went to Facebook at the time and talked trash on, on Matt Flynn's wall, Facebook wall, and I was like. <laughs> Hey man, get ready. We're about to kick your butt. And Flynn came back. He's like, "Bring it on!" And so uh, we get to the, into the game. Sure enough, like Jacob Hester comes to the to the plate and hits like three home runs right off the bat. Uh, but when Flynn came up, I was the catcher, and I stood up and yelled, "Hey, easy out here!" And to my credit, Flynn did pop out. So <laughs> Flynn was the easy out that day. Hey, if you can do me a favor, if you can cut that audio so I can hear you say easy out and let him hear that, that would be great because Matt Flynn took that, I mean, he took it to the extreme. Although, we did have a pretty good squad. I mean, we had Kyle Williams playing third base. We had Joe Lawrence, who was a big leaguer and came back to play football at LSU as a shortstop. So we kind of cheated a little bit. Well, this this was our, I think, senior year. So you guys had Harry Coleman, and that dude was the freaking ringer. Okay. Like. Yeah, oh my yeah, Harry God. Coleman, if you ever play like flag football, if you ever play softball, any kind of intramural sport, Harry Coleman should be the first pick overall. <laughs> he's like turning double plays. He's hitting everything out of the park. I was like, all right. We just threw our hands up in the air. We're like, all right, who do we play next week? Because we're not winning this one. But uh, 
<laughs> anyway, just uh, had to reflect on that a little bit. Um, it, what did you make of the, the list of the players going to SEC Media Days next week? I was really surprised, Jake, because a lot of times some schools, they shy away from bringing this guy or that guy. I couldn't believe how many schools are bringing their star players, and there's going to be a lot of star power next week in Birmingham. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. I, look, I love the fact that you've got nine quarterbacks from the SEC going to media day. I love the fact that Ole Miss is bringing their freshman quarterback. I love that Mizzou's bringing Kelly Bryant a transfer in because a lot of schools you know, would not go that route. I love the fact that Joe Burrow's going to be there now that he is for sure. Obviously, the starting quarterback at LSU and had success last year. You know, he got there at the end of May last year, so obviously he wasn't going to go to media days, and they still had a quarterback competition. So, I'm look, I'm glad all these SEC schools are saying, you know what, we're going to bring the best of the best. Tua Tungabailoa, Jake Fromm, everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, it's uh, I'm, and I'm impressed with the group that LSU's bringing, like you mentioned, bringing Joe Burrow, Grant Delpit, who, you know, everybody projects him as a top-five pick right now. But, you know, there was some talk of, is it going to be an offensive lineman or defensive lineman? Who's it going to be? And I'm really excited about Lloyd Cushenberry because, one, I think he's a a fun guy to talk to and and a good interview. But, man, if there's one thing that could really hamper this season for LSU is that, or or make or break it, I should say, is that offensive line. If they get good offensive line play, this could be a really special season for LSU. And if the offensive line struggles like it did at times last year, well, you know, maybe it could be a two, three loss season. So you never know. But I'm excited that uh, Cushenberry is going to be there representing LSU. Look, I, I love Lloyd Cushenberry's story. I mean, look, I, I was a two-star recruit, so I always appreciate a guy that maybe wasn't the highest-rated recruit. He was a guy who kind of got the 11th hour offer from LSU there on signing day. And LSU's had so much luck kind of in that role when you look at it. I mean, you got Debo Jones was that guy. Duke Riley was that guy. Foster Murrow was that guy. Lloyd Cushenberry is that guy. So LSU's had really good success, you know, kind of their last offer before signing day, really turning out well for LSU. And Lloyd, uh, look, he's, he's worked his butt off. Nobody had him as a starting center a year ago. They were talking about, can Brumfield move over to center so you can have your three best players in there? And all he did was go out there and win the job. And so, uh, really for me, I think that he is set up for a really nice season. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's possible, but he, he's a guy that could be up for the number 18. I know he can't wear number 18, but I, I'd love to see him kind of in that discussion because of the way that he's – you know, kind of came to work every day, never complained, never, you know, <clears throat> did anything that, that was going to get him in trouble. And I think Lloyd is really the anchor of that offensive line right now. I'm trying to think back uh, several years ago to the to LSU schedules when you guys were there. I'm trying to think to a that was comparable. Maybe it was the year that uh, I'm trying to remember, the championship year where you guys – had Virginia Tech in, I think it was week two. Now, you had Mississippi State in week one, so it wasn't like it was a scrub opponent by any means having to go on the road on a Thursday night. But when you look at this schedule, LSU, it's how hard is it going to be for these guys to, hey, look, we got to focus on Georgia Southern week one, knowing that you got such a big game looming in week two going to Texas? I love the fact that you don't have the big game in the opener. It gives you kind of that game to really go in and, you know, not have all the hype. Now, Georgia Southern, on the flip side of that, is a very good football team. That's a team that's won 10 games. They went to a bowl game a year ago. And I also like the fact that you do have that kind of opponent before you play Texas. It's not going to be just, you know, show up, LSU's on the jersey, so we beat you. And look, and a lot of people are always going to say, well, you know, the Troy game, the Troy game. Let me tell you something. Coach O preaches that will never happen again. I mean, he knows that it happened. And every time you hear him talk about it, he knows that it's something that can never happen again. The team's going to be prepared. 
Uh, that's, that's a great opponent before you had this huge matchup in Austin, Texas against the Longhorns. And I think that that's about as good as you could hope to have a quality opponent and then you go on the road for a big-time matchup. Yeah, and I just love how the schedule sets up, too. I mean, if they're able to get a big win there, you should be able to take care of business against Northwestern State. Vandy, you get a bye week. You get a pretty dangerous Utah State team after the bye, the first bye. And, you know, some people may be saying, oh, whatever, it's Utah State. That quarterback is really good at Utah State, so I would not overlook them at all. But that'll be a good test to get them, to get them ready for Florida the next week, who I know that's the one team. If you could beat one team any year, I know – uh, you want to beat the Florida Gators, right? I'd like to beat Florida three times a year if it, if it was possible. <laughs> That's always a team that I circled every year that the schedule came out. But you mentioned Utah State. Again, kind of going back to Georgia Southern, it's the same way, right? That's a 10-win, 11-win team a year ago, went to a bowl game, and I think that's good. I think that's good for LSU. They can stay sharp. They can continue to move forward before they really get into the meet of their SEC schedule. And look, Love over there at Utah State is a real deal quarterback, like you mentioned. So a great test. And then you get a very improved Felipe Franks the next week. And, of course, you finally get Florida back in Baton Rouge after going back-to-back years in Gainesville. So I know the players and the fans will be excited about it. Talking with Jacob Hester here on uh, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Uh, outside of LSU, Jake, is there a storyline or two you're looking forward to next week at SEC Media Days? Um, you know, going into the season, is there a storyline or two that you're looking at most? Yeah, of course, there's a lot of storylines that are going to intrigue a lot of us. You know, what's the health of Tua Tungvaluwa? That's going to be on the question uh, list, I think, for everybody. When you look at Auburn, who's your starting quarterback? You've got a big-time opener against Oregon. Then you play A&M in Week 4. Will Bo Nix, the freshman, be the quarterback then? Uh, Mississippi State, you had all these guys last year, four guys picking the first 45 picks of the NFL draft. You only won eight games. What can you do? to make sure that you win at least eight this year. It's going to be tough. Uh, when you look at the East, I mean, you look, is Florida going to take that next step? They sure look like they are. Georgia, you had all this quarterback depth, and all of a sudden, now it's just Jake Fromm. Your backup had brain surgery in the offseason. You hope he gets back. You hope he's just healthy in general, much less football. And then you talk about you offered a guy you had walk-on, leaves, goes to junior college, and you offer him a full scholarship. And so, you know, Jake Fromm gets hurt. What's Georgia look like? So, of course, it's SEC Media Day. We all, uh, you know, we've got questions. We've been saving up for about six months now. The uh, You're a Shreveport guy. The uh, Independence Bowl had their kickoff event yesterday. Uh, Devin White uh, got to speak to the to the crowd up there and obviously a great ambassador for LSU football and, and the state of Louisiana. was disappointing, though, to hear – um, you know, we knew the SEC was going to transition out. Now we know the ACC is transitioning out of the Independence Bowl. So it sounds like they're going to be looking for some new conference affiliations for the bowl game. Yeah, look, the Independence Bowl has always uh, been near and dear to my heart. Look, I'm from Shreveport. Obviously, I'm part of the Walk-Ons family as well. And so that partnership uh, just makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, it, look, it, it's in a, a deal right now where you're trying to find the right opponents to face each other, the right conference. And it might not be the most popular opinion, but – Look, sometimes, you know, you don't overthink it. I'd love to see, you know, a Conference USA team, a team that, uh, you know, has regional ties against, you know, say the Sun Belt champion. And, you know, who wouldn't want to see, say, Louisiana Tech take on whoever wins the Sun Belt, right? Because there's, you know, say the UL Raging Cajuns win it, right? That's a matchup that's got regional appeal to it. So you're going to have those fans show up to the game. And so a lot of people on the outside think, oh, you lose the Power Five Conference, the bowl games. Well, I don't really think so. I think if you've got a really nice, you know, the second-place team in the Conference USA 
versus a Sun Belt champ, I would absolutely love to see that game. Jake, some guys, when they retire from the NFL, they, they like to just rest up and say, oh, man, now i got some time to myself. You jump right into doing radio. You do, you're on doing a daily show in Baton Rouge. You're doing Sirius XM. You're doing the CST pregame shows. I mean, dude, do, do you take it some time to, to rest every now and then? Uh, no, man. Look, my father's a former Marine, and uh, his quote, any time that, that we started to complain was, uh, you can sleep when you're dead. And I've always <laughs> kind of – you know, use that moniker. And look, I knew I wanted to do this. I knew that this was something that I was passionate about. When I was in San Diego playing for the Chargers, I would do every interview they asked. I would do every, you know, guest host on a radio show that they asked because I wanted to get the reps. I wanted to, you know, make sure that I was working on what I wanted to do when I was done with football. So in 2014, I was actually in minicamp with the New Orleans Saints there and uh, did, did a lot better than I thought I still had left in the tank, but I already had some radio and TV gigs lined up. And uh, they called, and, and you know we were talking contracts. And I actually, at that moment, kind of knew that I was done with football. I wanted to go ahead and jumpstart my broadcasting career. So it's something I've been passionate about for a long time. And as you know, each and every year you work on your craft, you get better and better. And it's you know something that you know being around football now. I don't have to put in the coaching hours, which we all know is a grind. I've got four sons, and so to be able to still be around the program, still be around sports, but not necessarily be burning the candle on both ends. Well, a guy who was not an easy out, Jacob Hester, uh, hit, a, hit a bunch of home runs on us in the intramural game. But Matt Flynn, <laughs> definitely an easy out. Uh, make sure Very you rub that in on yeah. him when, when you talk to him again. Jake, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week in uh, Birmingham. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Awesome. Thanks. Jacob Hester there of uh, ESPN Radio in Baton Rouge and doing some work with uh, the SEC uh, channel on Sirius XM. The guy never sleeps. One of the hardest uh, media workers out there. Went straight from the NFL, jumping into the media world. And I uh, appreciate him taking some time with us here on uh, Sports 1280. It's Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. We'll grab a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up on this Stormwatch Friday.